I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Happy 290th episode. (laughs) I feel like I say the same thing every episode, so I try to change it up a little bit. (laughs) That you did. Good job. Anyway, thank you to Pet Sitters Associates and our wonderful Patreon members for supporting the show today. And if you don't know what a Patreon member is, they simply help to support the show, keep it going, give us ideas, feedback, and most of all, support us with a few dollars every month. So if you have learned something over the past 289 episodes, we would really appreciate you financially supporting the show. And you, if you want to do that, you can do so at PetsitterConfessional.com slash support. So I had the immense pleasure of going to the hospital for some basic lab work, and it got me thinking about new client experiences. The clinic that I was going to suggested I get some baseline stuff since it's been a really long time since I've had any of this kind of thing done. Yeah, and you're totally fine. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay. <laughs> uh, but they told me to call the lab to get an appointment set up, but only after the clinic ordered it. So I called and set up the appointment. And right before they hung up, I had to quickly ask, what was I supposed to do uh, for my appointment? Where was I supposed to go? Was I supposed to do anything special? Because nobody told me to do anything. So my appointment day shows up, and I go to the hospital, I register, and I sit down. I'm listening to my earbuds, because that's what I do, and the people at registration start waving at me and kind of shouting, and they ask me what my number is and point to this little tiny screen high up on the wall. And And it was behind you. Yeah, I wasn't even facing it. But no one had told me to be watching for my number on a screen. And the screen also read, go to booth three. So I asked the people at registration, where's booth three? Because nobody told me. (laughs) I didn't know what I was supposed to do next. I arrive at booth three. They ask for all the same information that I already given out a couple times at this point. And they called down to the labs to make sure everything was set up. After speaking with them, they handed me the phone and I was talking to the people at the lab and they asked if I had an appointment. I said, yes. So they said, good, because I had to have an appointment. So I told them that I had one. And so they asked for my name, and they found my information, and they found my appointment. At which point, I asked the person on the phone, was there a problem? And they said, no, you just have to have an appointment, which I had. I'm I'm still not 100% sure what was going on at this point in time. All I know is I was really confused. Well, and they should have been able to check their system based on your name and saw that you had an appointment. Right. So after the phone call, the registration people said I was free to go to the labs, and they started to walk away. And I had to call out to them and ask where the heck labs were. And they looked at me like I was asking for the airspeed velocity of a swallow. Uh, I eventually found the labs and everything was great. And I tell this story not to drag on hospitals or those working in the medical field. They're doing a job I could never in a million years do. But what this did get me thinking about, and I talked with Megan about afterwards, was the entire experience for our business and our clients and how we need to make sure that the new client experiences and existing client experiences have the best experience possible. Yeah, because it sounded like you had a lot of questions. You should not have had to ask that many questions about the experience that you were going through. Yeah, that was the first big takeaway for me. New clients should never have to ask what happens next. There should be no guesswork on their part or confusion about what role they need to play or what they need to fill out or anything along those lines. 
as a business, either you need to have that all lined out or you need to physically tell the client when you're face to face with them or on the phone with them or like I said, have a form that walks them through each step of that process. And you have to think through somebody in their shoes. It maybe have friends and family go through that process and get feedback on it because it's hard for us as the business owners to go back through that process like no one's done it before. Because the whole problem with that hospital situation was really twofold. The first one was that each person along that chain that I had to go and talk with, they were so far removed from the entire process because they had a very small portion of it. They only had to focus on one particular thing. So scheduling only knows what scheduling does. Registration only knows what registration does. At each step, there's only one little link in the chain, and that's no fault of their own. That's how it's set up. So there's no transfer of information, and they don't know what the next step is. And secondly, they've done that one small part thousands upon thousands of times. They live, they breathe that every single day. I wasn't the first person they saw that day, and I wasn't the last. So they, it becomes ingrained with who they are. They know everything about their part of the process. It's very obvious to them. And this word kept coming up to me as I was going through this experience. It was obvious, right? It was obvious to registration that you would sign in and then stare at the screen for your number. It was obvious that you would walk down and you would know where the booths are. It was obvious that you would know what to do next. But you never want to reach that point in a business because then you stop being able to meet your clients' needs. And then ultimately, unfortunately, new clients have a terrible experience. If you have ever thought when a client asks you a question and you go, well, obviously the answer is X or Y, you have probably gotten to that point. Because new clients don't know. They don't know what they don't know, if they've, especially if they've never used a pet sitter before. You're going to have to tell them your onboarding process because every client does that only one time. So they never get trained in doing that multiple times. They may still have questions about, did I set this up right? Or did I do the booking process correctly? So say you have a client who books you once a year for their annual family vacation, but they've been with you for seven years. So they've done the the process, the onboarding process seven times, but it's been 12 months apart and they don't remember how to do it because they've slept since then. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't be frustrated with that person because that is basically a new experience to them. It isn't ingrained in their system. And then there's the process itself. So not only do you have to make sure that you don't become numb to it, but you also have to make sure that it's streamlined and it actually makes sense. So thinking through all the information that you need, all the the buttons, all the the clicks that somebody's going to have to do, all of the questions that you need to have them asked, and making sure that goes in a logical order. So just right now, think about when do you need to tell the client when they have to give you a key? When do you make sure to ask somebody if someone else is going to be in in the house? When are you going to ask about separation anxiety or any other behavioral concerns that you may have? Each one of those questions needs to flow in a logical order in the onboarding process of a client. And it also has to make sense for you. You don't want to be a point where you're continuing to go through these also ands. Right. Oh, if you're as a if you're onboarding a new client, and you say, "Oh, there's also this, and there's also this, and don't forget this, and there's oh, and I forgot about this thing." That, that can be super annoying it, and yeah. really overwhelming to the client because it also sounds like you don't know what you're doing or what's going on. So, if you have never gone through your own booking process before, if you have never had to fill out your own paperwork before, maybe you have input it into the software, but there's a spelling error or 
there's something technological that doesn't work correctly, you wouldn't know that because you've never done it before. So go through your own process and see what you need to fine tune because the new client experience is so critical. Whether you have software or not, you still need to work through this process of how they contact you. You know, it may sound silly, but send yourself an email. Does it go through to you (laughs) from your website? If you have a contact form on your website, send it through. Does it reach your inbox? And I've been thinking about this a lot as well, because we've actually had a client who's reached out to us and complained about the booking process. It's hard for her, and it doesn't make sense to her and the way her brain is wired. She's actually told us that she dreads the booking process. And that one hurt a lot. Yeah, which is something that you never want to hear, because at that point, you're really hoping that your service and the benefits that you bring outweigh the dread of booking. Because if it doesn't, she's going to go someplace else that's more flexible to them, or it's easier to them, or meets those expectations that they have. And so think about every time a new person interacts with your company, every single touch point, it needs to be exceptional. It needs to be seamless. That's part of the the ongoing client experience is having an exceptional pet care business. So every single touch point needs to be on point, basically. (laughs) But so the other thing about the hospital, when you go in, nobody talks to one another. They all ask you the same questions every single time, and they don't know where you are in the process. And it's probably to verify that you are who you are, so nobody's trying to get free medical whatever. But when your client is interacting with you, they should never have to explain who they are, who their pets are, or anything like that, because it should be immediately accessible to you to review, whether that's on your phone and your software. If you're still pen and paper, get out your file folders, anything like that. If they call you or email you or anything, yeah, reviewing before you get back with them so you don't have to say, hi, who call, Who you called? Who, who are you? And, and I'm actually the world's worst at this. I open the phone, I answer phone calls and emails, and I just say, hi. And it's kind of a new experience to me every time. And I don't really pay attention to the number coming through on the other line. So I need to get better at this and better, make sure that I have those phone numbers programmed appropriately. And I can remember who is calling and I know when was the last time that we cared for their pet? Did they have any concerns? Were there any issues? All this information needs to be at our fingertips. Because if they're having to repeat themselves over and over or have the same questions for you over, it's going to be a pain point for them and not really an exceptional experience. And all this sounds silly because we're comparing our pet businesses to a a big hospital, big regional hospital, right? And you you have to talk to reception. You have to talk to booking. You have to talk to the care team. You have to talk to billing. And Megan mentioned as a solopreneur, though, you may be thinking this is weird because you don't have all those interconnected teams. Well, you are that team. This falls to you. You wear all those hats. And if you don't have your ducks in a row, if you don't have a a management system for information for each client that you can easily reference or access to look at their past history, all of that is actually necessary so that you can meet their needs and you can meet them well. Because knowing the history of somebody, where they are in the booking process, how much information you have or don't have on file, the more that you can sit down and have all that accessible to your fingertips, whether you have software, whether it's an Excel file or or you have a Google Doc, it's on your phone. It doesn't matter where it is. Having that information there and accessible to you is going to help this process go a lot faster because you're ultimately going to have to spend less time asking redundant questions. And the client is is not going to feel like they have to explain themselves and start over from ground zero. Well, and it can be hard when you've got hundreds or a thousand clients (laughs) knowing who books, when, what's their phone number, 
on all the intricate information about their home or their pet. So it's all about having a logical process when somebody contacts you. And then you also have to think about having staff. They need to be doing the same thing that you are doing. And that's with onboarding them, the training, how they conduct the visits. It needs to be the exact same that you do. So sharing information with them is even more critical. Do they have all the same information? Are you able to share notes between staff members about individual pets and their care? Because you do not want to have to have your staff asking redundant questions of your clients. And this is actually a question that Megan and I have mulled around a lot is, okay, we've brought on a new staff member. At what point do you stop having them go to new staff meet and greets with an existing client? On one hand, it's actually, we understand it's comforting to a client to, to know the person that's coming to their home. Well, and the staff member too, so they don't walk in blind. On the other hand, you have to weigh that against this is a big immense cost of having to go through this again and again as you bring on new staff members. The client, and then from the client side, they keep having to take time off work to come home to do this again. They have to delay you know, dinner with their family again. And even though that you have gone done this once and that you already have all that information, it gets back to that also and, also and. You continue to ask more and more from the client and it's less and less seamless. And so we have some clients that actually re- actually request, you know, I want to meet every staff member, but you have to balance that out. I think the default should be for the systems, the questionnaires, the shadowing, all that stuff should be to the point where anybody could walk in at a moment and take over if need be. And if that's the case, you don't need to do the intensive meet and greet every single time. Something that is really seamless is working with Pet Sitters Associates. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they've provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. Since you work in the pet care industry, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetsitLLC.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and using the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetsitLLC.com. You have to think about how many touch points you have with a client. How many do they have with your company? Ideally, though, there really should be as few touch points as possible. So here's an example of something that has the most touch points. So we come in, we do the meet and greet every single time before the client books, every single time before they have a pet sit. While that may be necessary if it's been three years since they last used you and they only book a trip every three years, so that may be necessary. But if you're coming over and doing the meet and greet when they book a couple times a month, that is... (laughs) not necessary. And that creates a ton of touch points. There's a lot of back and forth there. You need to view every back and forth that a client has with you as a touch point. And it makes me think about investing. You don't want to be buying and selling constantly because you have to be right twice. You have to be right when you sell and you have to be right when you buy. Will you be right each time? Maybe not. And actually, the more touch points that you have with the client, the more likely you are to mess something up at some point or it to fall through and not be a magical experience for them. Well, and more importantly, that they're probably going to be more annoyed and leave, which obviously you don't want. <laughs> so if you have a client reach out to you and say, hey, do you have availability on Wednesday? You respond with, oh, let me check. And then you have to respond to them again and say, I do. Yes. <laughs> so they say, okay, thanks can you book me? And then you say, yes, I can. What times do you need? It's all this back and forth that can be pretty annoying to a client. And it's also very error prone. 
you know, okay, you do that for one client, but what when you have 300 clients and they need you, it's it's not scalable. So the more you scale, the more you try and do that for 300 clients, the more likely you are going to mess up through whether it's you're tired or you're confused or you're just running yourself ragged every day. You know, you can increase the quantity, but you decrease the quality here. And that's obviously not something that we want. Well, so in that example there, after that initial contact, if you are booking via text message or Facebook message or like that, and they ask, do you have availability? Don't respond until you know the answer. And then when you do respond, have all of the follow-up questions and ask for all that additional information at that time so you can move this forward a lot and reduce the amount of back and forth. And obviously, if you have software and a software link, they can go directly book themselves. That would be even easier. But even if you don't have software, there's still a lot of touch points that you may have. And so trying to reduce those touch points as much as possible is best. Yeah. Ask yourself, is every single message that I'm sending absolutely perfect and magical to this client? And I keep using that word magical more and more because I think about the services that we provide as dog walkers and pet sitters as more of a Disney kind of service. Clients leave on their vacation. Their pets stay at home. But when the clients return, magically, everything is cared for and everything is amazing. The pets are, are happy. The, the clients didn't have to do anything. It's just a very magical experience. So we need to try and capture that at every stage of our onboarding and every interaction. I don't think Disney's booking process has a thousand back and forth messages. They have a very simple, straightforward system that is handled by people who know that system very well. So whether you have software or not, have a simple system that's straightforward and captures everything you need when you need it. That way you can stop pestering clients. And let's be real, one pain point is that when clients fill out our contract and our meet and greet form, there's a lot of information there. But we only ask them to do that one time. Unless, obviously, there's some informational changes, they get a new dog or they move or something like that, fill that out. But it's a one and done. We ask them to fill out pages and pages and have all this information on them. But we ask them to endure that one time. And then we do everything that we can to move away from that. Yeah. And if you have a booking link, like you mentioned, that's even more simple. And so when we do meet and greets now, we've started to say something like, you know, we've done the meet and greet. We've assessed your pet. We are good to go. So it's a very simple process trying to make it as simple as possible for the client. There's no barriers to entry. There's just, we have, you know, the key, you have the booking link that's been texted to you. Now, all you need to do in the future is book through that link and we'll take over the rest and you never have to worry about it. (laughs) And then they're free to go. Obviously, if they have questions about booking or any concerns that, you know, we tell them we're here anytime to answer those. We really wanted to assess why this is so important, and it's because it helps clients feel welcomed. It helps them to feel that you're competent, that you are the boss business owner that you are, and that they can trust you. Ultimately, that it's just a pleasant experience to do business with you and something they enjoy going through, meaning they're going to keep coming back. They're going to be that repeat client over and over again. We would love to know how you have enhanced your client experience and your onboarding process, how you've made it more simple and efficient and as little touch points as possible. You can email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. On our Ask a Business Coach question, Natasha O'Banion is going to answer, how do I hold myself accountable? I always say it's easier to write down what you do stand for. So it's easier to reject what you don't stand for. So you can easily say, no, that's not in alignment with me. Nope, that's not in alignment with me. 
So I would say to write, make a list of things, right? When we say write a mission statement, write an origin story, you know, write your brand story, make a list of like what your company stands for. So if anything else doesn't align, it's easier for you to say no. Also empowering your service agreement in that way. When you have it all written out in your service agreement, you can say, unfortunately, this goes against the terms in which we agreed to do service. I love that line. Unfortunately, this goes against the terms in which we agreed to do service. That's an easy way of saying no, because you have it written down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what that is, is that's offboarding that process. Like you said, put it in the policies, make it known and make it plain, not just for you, but for people around you so that you can refer back to something, right? I know I have a hard time telling people no, but if it's in my policies, I can copy and paste that and go, look, it's, it's not me saying no, it's my policies. And here you go. And it's, you know, and you can move on. Absolutely. And that's what I, like, I think contracts are accountability to me. I think contracts and a service agreements are accountability in business because who's the tiebreaker? Nobody. It's just us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the tiebreaker is the service agreement. The tiebreaker is the contract. It's a communication piece where we're like, listen, this was weird that you asked me. I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, it's not my service agreement, so no. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> we all get those requests where we're like, yeah, I think I could probably swing it. Uh, that doesn't sound too bad. Well, then we do it again and again, and we realize that one-off scenario wasn't even scalable, and now we have no accountability for ourselves. If you would like to join Natasha's monthly membership group, you can do so at automatedceo.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off. Thank you to our sponsors, PetSitters Associates, and our wonderful Patreons for making today's show possible. And we really want to thank you all for listening and supporting us and following along, giving advice, and being part of this amazing community. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so thankful for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.